Ready to receive? Yes. Amen. Well, why don't we all stand up, get ready to worship. Father, we do come before you tonight, Lord. We're, we want you. We need you, Father. We need more of your presence, more of your, more of you. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to be together and to be hungry for the things of God. I pray, Father, that you will lead us into all truth and as help us to worship in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship. Praise the Lord. Someone say praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to be here once again in your presence. We thank you that heaven is open for us tonight. We thank you, Father, for the presence. Your presence is with us. And Father, we do not take this time in your presence lightly. We highly value your presence in our lives. And in this service tonight, we believe by faith that the Holy Spirit speaks the things to our hearts, to our spirits, the things that we need for this day and for this hour. So we give you the glory tonight. I said, Father, we give you the glory and we give you the praise. For you're worthy. Jesus is worthy of all of our praise. So we thank you for this opportunity in Jesus' name. Someone said amen. Amen. Well, the word of God says, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. Let's say that. Say the Lord is good good. and his mercy endures forever. Let's say that again. For the Lord, he's good. And his mercy endures forever. One more time. For the Lord, he's good. And his mercy endures forever. Well, we're thankful that he's good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. Amen. I forever will be thanking God that he was merciful toward us. Yes. Amen. Well, we're, Amen. we're glad that you're here tonight and God's here and we're going to pick up where we left off this morning. How many of you, anyone that wasn't here this morning, let me see your hand, anyone that wasn't here, a few of you, well, praise God, we're glad that you're here tonight. We talked about the fact that heaven's doors are open to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, heaven's doors are open to you. We, we spent some time talking about the glory of God and the presence of God and the fact that his glory, his presence is available to you and I. And it's available right now. Many times people put things off to the future, but God is a now God. How many of you know that, right? Faith is now, right? When you use your faith, you believe God now, God's now. And, um, you know, some have lied about God and said, well, these things have all passed away. But I never did find any place in the word of God where healing passed away. That's right. I didn't find where the Holy Ghost passed away. That's right. And so if the Holy Ghost hasn't passed away, then everything that God would have for you and I is available to us. 
And so we're thankful for that. So we talked about the fact that heaven's doors were open toward you and I. And uh, we talked about the fact that uh, we looked at some scriptures in pertaining to Moses and, and how God would manifest himself to Moses and to the children of Israel and that he would allow his glory to be manifested. And of course, in the Old Testament, God would manifest himself as a, as a pillar or a, as a cloud or sometimes he would manifest himself as a fire. And uh, we looked at the fact that uh, God was up on the mountain and of course there's God and you have the cloud and Moses goes up into the cloud and meets with God and spends 40 days and 40 nights there with God, receives the Ten Commandments and uh, he's supernaturally sustained in the presence of God. I'm telling you, if Moses needed the presence of God, we need the presence of God. Amen? Amen. And his spirit lives on the inside of us. So we want to pick it up tonight. We're going to go a little different way tonight. John's Gospel, chapter number 2. If you got your Bibles, we want you to turn there. John's Gospel, chapter number 2. Here in this second chapter of John, we see here uh, this story. Jesus is invited to this um, wedding. And uh, him and his mother and his disciples are invited to this wedding. And I want you to, we're going to point some things out here. I want you to notice this, John chapter 2, verse number 1. If you're there, say, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Verse number 1, it says, And on the third day there was a wedding in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. I mean, you know, that's the key to being successful in your life with God, your walk with God. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. That's right. And so uh, we'll continue on in verse number six. Now there, uh, uh, now there were set there uh, six water pots of stone according to the manner of the purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, every man at the beginning set out the good wine. And when the guests have uh, well drunk, then uh, the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. Notice this in verse number 11. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his what? Glory. Jesus manifested his glory by working a mighty miracle that day. Jesus was demonstrating to those at the feast, think about that. He manifested his glory that day. 
this beginning of signs, I believe the King James's miracles, Jesus did in Canaan of Galilee and manifested his glory and his, his disciples believed in him. I, I want to talk to you today, and the title of my message is Heaven is Calling for You to Come Up Higher. Heaven is Calling for You to Come Up Higher. Find someone and say, Heaven's Calling for You to Come Up Higher. You know, if we're not careful, <clears throat> if we're not careful that we'll spend our lives living low what God would have you and I to live. God will always call you and I to come up higher. He always wants us to come up higher. He won't leave us where we're at. He'll meet us where we're at, but he'll always challenge you to come up higher. You know, there's a higher way of doing things. There's a higher way of living. We should never just settle for the low way of living. We should, we should always strive to get and to get higher, live higher in the, with the things of God. You guys understanding what I'm saying here? Yes. Jesus here is demonstrating something that's on a much higher level than I think that people realize. It says this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. You know, God, uh, uh, Jesus manifested uh, uh, this, this miracle took place. It was an open miracle. It was seen, the servants, everyone that was there. You know, you've got these water pots. They got 20 or 30 gallons of water. I mean, you know, that's a big wedding, right? And of course, you know, the natural way is, is you know, people, it's a party and, you know, people were drinking. And then, uh, and then here Jesus comes along, they run out of water. You know, changing water to wine supernaturally, I mean, you know, that's a higher way. That's, that's, that's a higher way, isn't it? But I want you to notice this. Those vessels that they filled up were earthen vessels. And Jesus is trying to demonstrate the fact that he wants to fill people with his Holy Spirit. He said, fill them up to the brim. Do you know God wants you filled with his presence up to the brim? Well, that's glory. That's glorious, isn't it? It's uh, being filled with the presence of God is being is far better than having no presence of God. Jesus said, fill the water pots and fill them up to the brim. And then he said, draw out. Did you know that a higher way for you and I to live is to be filled with the presence of God and then allow God as God would see fit, he would want to use us and we draw out of our, on the inside of us, out of our spirit and we serve humanity. That's a higher way of living. Boy, the church, we need to live higher. That's, that's a glorious way of living. Jesus did this miracle and he manifested his, the, his glory on, on that day. And notice this, and his disciples believed in him. You should write that down, and his disciples believed in him. You know, we need to have the glory of God manifested. We need to have signs, miracles, and wonders manifested. Why should we have those things? So that people can believe in God. 
so that people believe that God is real and that he's alive, so people can put their faith in Jesus. And, you know, you know, it's one thing, you know, living low, a low way of living is putting your faith in man. You ever notice that? You know, people will let you down, but God will never let you down. And so we're not to put our faith in people. That's the low way of living. People can let you down, but God will never let you down. Very interesting. We're talking about a higher way of living. God is calling you and I to live higher. You know, the things that we do in life, the, the decisions that we make, they're not all natural. I mean, no, there's a supernatural element to our walk with God. Is God supernatural? Then we should be supernatural people. You know, Jesus said, the works that I do, you'll do also at even greater works. You know, uh, we're going to do greater works than what Jesus did? Well, how are we going to do that? Well, Jesus demonstrated some things in the word of God for you and I to follow. And if we'll follow those things, it's a higher way of living. Aren't you excited about this tonight? You know, on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 1, Jesus left his disciples some instructions before he left the earth. In verse number 4, it said this, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you should be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days from now. Verse number eight. But you shall receive power. When say power. Power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Well, uh, you know, this power, that word in the original language is dunamis. We get our word dynamite, explosive power. Did you know that God wanted you and I to have power on the inside of us? That's a higher way of living. Someone says, well, I'm powerless. Well, according to the word of God, you and I are not powerless. That's right. We got Holy Ghost power down on the inside of us. He wanted us to be filled with his spirit, baptized in the Holy Ghost. He wanted us to be filled. He wanted you to be filled with his spirit and wanted you to start living your life as a spirit filled believer. That's a higher way of living. than just being born with the Spirit. It's good to be born with the Spirit, but it's a whole other thing when you and I are filled with the Spirit of God. And then in Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, he says, You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You know, many times people in in the church world today are trying to be a witness to God without the power being present. And then the efforts come far short. And we wonder why sometimes people don't come into the body of Christ the way they should. We ignore the fact that God wants to do glorious things through us. And he wants to fill us with his spirit. Amen? It's, 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 very, it's very interesting when we think about some of these things. I, before we get off this point, I want to go to Numbers chapter 11. Go to Numbers chapter number 11. Thank God for the word of God. Amen? Numbers chapter number 11. 
And I want you to notice something that's recorded here in Numbers chapter 11. And uh, we see here that, of course, the... Uh, this is where the Lord uh, gathered the 70 elders of Israel. And, uh, of course, they had been complaining about not having meat, and God was going to supply meat for them, the quail and all that stuff. But I want to pick it up here in verse number 25. Then the Lord came down in the cloud. You know, when God comes down, uh, that's an interesting event in itself. And he manifested himself that day in the cloud. And then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him. And he took the spirit that was upon him and placed it upon the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied. Although they never did so again. Well, someone should say hallelujah right there. Did you know that these 70 elders prophesied? When God took the spirit that was upon Moses and put it upon the 70 elders, the Old Testament is types and shadows of what God wants to do over here in this New Testament. You know, in the Old Testament, you just had the prophet, the priest, the king, right? Someone that was specially of called of God, they had the spirit of God upon them, but the everyday person couldn't experience the spirit of God. And God took the spirit that was upon Moses and he put it on these 70 elders and they prophesied that day. Well, someone should say hallelujah to that. I mean, come on now. That's a good deal. Amen. It's good to prophesy. You know, prophecy, it's just an inspired utterance by the spirit of God. And it causes edification to take place. It builds people up. Boy, you know, that's good when someone prophesies. I mean, it would just lift you. I mean, it would just pick you up out of the mully grubs. And you shouldn't have mully grubs. I put grubs, I put grub killer on my lawn to kill grubs. But, you know, it'll pick you up. It'll build you up. And so they prophesy. Could you imagine these 70 elders, all of a sudden, they all started prophesying. Did you notice that was when the Spirit of God came upon them? Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Let's continue reading. Verse 26. But two men had remained in the camp, and the name of the one was uh, Edad, and the other one was Medad, and the Spirit rested upon them. Now they were among those listed, but had not gone out to the tabernacle, yet they prophesied in the camp. They weren't even there with the 70. They were, I don't know where they were. Maybe they were playing video games or something. I don't know what they were doing, but they weren't there. And the Spirit of God was upon them, and they prophesied. And, of course, you know, some people came in and said to Moses, these guys are outside the camp, and they prophesy. Look at what Moses said in verse 29. Then Moses said to him, Are you zealous for my sake? Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his Spirit upon them. Moses recognized the value of the Spirit of God. It's a difference maker. The Holy Spirit is a difference maker in your life and my life. It made a difference. You have these elders that were there, 70 of them, and they prophesied that day. And what was the difference? It was the Spirit of God. You know, God's Spirit wants to make a difference in your life, my life, and everyone's life. 
but we have to choose the higher way. The higher way is to be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. Ephesians tells us in the... In the Ephesians, in the fifth chapter, it tells us not to be drunk with wine, words in excess, but to be filled with the Spirit. Amen? And so we need to be filled with the Spirit. Every believer should be filled with the Spirit of God. It's a higher way of living. Now, with that said, I want to go to Luke's Gospel. Turn to Luke's Gospel, chapter number 9, please. We're talking about a higher way of living. I'm stirring you up here for a reason. Luke's Gospel, the ninth chapter. Luke's Gospel, chapter number nine. And um, we have Jesus here. And uh, does anyone believe that prayer is important in a believer's life? Prayer is vital. And Jesus said... uh, you know, that uh, his house, his father's house, should be called a house of prayer. And so prayer is important, and Jesus had a very strong prayer life. Now, I want you to notice here in verse number 28, it says, Now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James, and went up on the mountain to pray. Everyone said to pray. Pray. Well, that was what they were going up there for. They were going for one purpose. That was to pray. And as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered and his robe became white and glistening. And behold, two men talked with him who were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease, which was about, uh, you know, which was about to be accomplished at Jerusalem. But Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were fully awake, they saw his what? Glory. And the two men who stood with him. Then it happened as they were parting from him that Peter said to Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. And while he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them. And they were, uh, and they were fearful as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son hear him. And when the voice ceased, Jesus was found alone, but they kept quiet and told no one in those days any of the things that they had seen. This is a very interesting situation. You know, Jesus is there and he is just there and he is praying and he's praying to his father. Did you know that in no place else in the Bible are we ever instructed to, to pray to anyone other than the father? Very interesting. He prayed to his father. And Jesus, in his personal prayer time, I wonder what it would be like to uh, be involved with Jesus' personal prayer time. Do you think that you could learn some things? You know, the things of the Spirit aren't always taught, but they're caught. And so Jesus brings these three in, and these three were kind of his more um, inner circle, so to speak. And he brings him there and he's praying. And as he's praying, all of a sudden a change takes place in him. And the glory of God shows up. 
and his face was altered and his robe and all of a sudden it became very bright. Did you know that a higher way for you and I to live is to spend time in prayer? Did you know that God can change you as you wait upon him in your prayer time? Did you know that God can reveal himself in a way that you've never even imagined before? God can talk to you about things in his prayer time. And this is a wonderful manifestation of the glory of God that took place on the mountain that day as they spent time with Jesus in prayer. Very interesting story here in the word of God. Sometimes we read these things. I don't know about you. I'm thinking if I'm there, this is really Peter even said it's good that we're here. I mean, you know, when God manifests himself, it's good to be here. God showed up in church today it was good to be at church this morning. I mean, it's a good thing. But did you know that, you know, he's there. And of course, you know, they were sleeping. Sometimes, you know, we're just asleep at the wheel. Sometimes we got to wake up and get with the program. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about me. There's times I just need to wake up. My wife's been trying to help me wake up for years. <laughs> Didn't listen to her, but she, you know, praise God. God's helping me. Amen. Got to help you through your wife. Thank God for wives. But, you know, they woke up and they realized, hey, this is a very special uh, situation here. You know, uh, we're seeing, and you know, Moses, Moses represents the law. Elijah represents the prophets. So you have a representation of the law and the prophets there. And they're talking with Jesus. You know, when God's glory shows up in your prayer time, God will talk to you about a lot of things. In this situation, these men are talking to Jesus about his decease. You know, God will even, you mean to tell me God will talk to you about you dying? Oh, yeah, God will talk to you about dying. But do you know if God's talking to you about your death and how it's going to take place and what it's going to look like? How I many you know death is a lot easier? Maybe Elijah was there and talked to him about how he went up in the whirlwind. Maybe he's talking to him. He's like, yeah, your dad, your father, I tell you what, he, he's something else. Let me tell you what happened here. Maybe Moses talked about his death. And maybe Moses talked to Jesus that day, you know, I didn't fulfill God's will. I didn't enter into the promised land because I wasn't obedient to God. It's really important for you, Jesus, to be obedient to God. I came up short. I got to the point where I could see over into the land that flows with milk and honey. I got to the point where I could see God's promises, and they were, I was right at the door, and I came up short because I didn't obey God. He told me to speak to the rock, and I hit the rock twice. Maybe he was talking to Jesus and encouraging him, go all the way, Jesus. It's amazing what God can talk to you in your personal prayer time. It's amazing how God will just show up sometimes and his glory will be there. A higher way of living is being changed by his presence. How are you going to be changed by the presence of God? You can be changed as you spend time just fellowshipping with your father in prayer. I remember years ago, we, uh, we lived in the city of Des Moines for a season and we were pastoring in Indianola and we had a, uh, this small store and a half brick 
uh, house. And um, they called them Beaverdale bricks because we lived in the Beaverdale neighborhood. And these houses had wood floors, brick outside, built probably in between the 40s and the 60s and just a you know, nice home. And, and anyway, uh, they, someone, the people before us put a three-season porch on the back of this house. And it's in the wintertime, and they had a baseboard heater, electric heat. And uh, I would go out there for my quiet time, for my prayer time before my Sunday morning service. And um, I was there one night just minding my own business. I'm just praying and worshiping God. I had my little... Uh, CD player on and I'm worshiping God and all of a sudden the glory of God came in the presence of God came into that little area and all of a sudden I was caught up into the presence of God and I got to experience God on a new level that I had never experienced him before I'm talking about God was there and it was real it was a holy, precious moment. I don't. I have, I, very rarely do I ever even mention something about it. I can understand why the disciples just didn't say anything about it. This is such a special experience. And in that experience, God just started talking to me. And I knew that he was real. I mean, he's real. And he was there. And you know, and I didn't... I mean, I'm doing everything I can just to keep it together. I mean, I'm worshiping God and I'm thanking him for manifesting his presence and all of this stuff. And then I got to a point I got scared. I got scared because I thought, I have never done this before. This is great. I don't want God to leave. I want to stay here forever. But at the same time, the longer I worshipped him and the more his presence kept coming into the room, it got to the point it scared me. And it seemed like we stepped out into the middle of space someplace. It seemed like we were out here in another world. And I got, I got concerned. I'm thinking like, God, I finally had to say, God, it's too much. I can't. I said, I've got faith, but this is about as far as I can go, God. It's just too much. I said, I've never been this far with you before. I said, this is so wonderful. Thank you. And that was about as much as I could take. And then I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, this has been the most precious uh, time I've ever spent with you. I said, you know what? I will come back to this place again. Someday I will come back to this place again. Did you know that from that day to this day, and this has been probably more than 15 years, that has not happened. His glory was there that night. I was in the presence of God. I mean, I was soaking up God. I mean, anyone like biscuits and gravy? Anybody like biscuits and gravy? You know, you know if you are a good... If you like biscuits and gravy, I mean, you know, uh, if you're down south, they call it sawmill gravy. You got white gravy, you know, you got sausage chunks in it or whatever. And you take a freshly baked biscuit and you just slop it right down in the middle of that gravy. Glory. This, yeah, it's glory. <laughs> That's the, I, it was, it's glorious. It is. 
The presence of God was glorious. Well, how do you get those things? Those things, those things, you know, you can't make God just manifest himself. But if you'll dedicate yourself in the area of prayer, it's amazing how God will just show up every now and then. And he'll talk to you about your life. He'll talk to you about your future. He'll manifest himself and you'll know that he's real. And I tell you, when that takes place, that's a powerful thing. Amen. Did you notice that Jesus uh, had the glow? He, he, was, uh, he was glistening, right? The glory of God's there. Did you know in that situation that the glory of God that's there can get all over you? You know, we have laws across our country where people can't smoke in public places. I remember years ago, we used to, people used to smoke on the, air, on the airplane. Anyone travel on the airplane when people used to smoke? And remember, they had a little curtain. <laughs> they had a curtain that separated smoking from non-smoking. And I remember one time, I'm a non-smoker, I've never smoked. And they seated me right on the right where the curtain was at. And I got smoke coming in. And I'm telling you what, you know, the, I get off the plane, I smell like a Marlboro. <laughs> I mean, the smoke got all over me, you know. <laughs> then they did away with that, and I said, hallelujah. <laughs> I felt sorry for the people that smoked, but I, you know what? I was praising the Lord. Thank God I don't have to smoke. But, you know, if you stand outside a mall or something and someone's smoking and you walk by, did you know that that can get on you? Did you know that God can get all over you? Did you know a higher way of living is for you to allow God to get all over you and for you to carry the presence of God just yes. like Jesus yes. did? Amen. It's very interesting. Moses is up on the mountain. He's receiving the Ten Commandments. You know, Moses... Great man of God. Up there, 40 days and 40 nights. Did you know that when Moses got over in the presence of God, he was altered, he was changed. And he came down from the mountain, and people would say, Ah, you're different, you're changed. And the glory of God came on Moses, and he carried that glory with him. And they... People started backing away, going like, you got God all over you. How many of you know it makes a difference when we've got God all over us? Makes a big difference. You know, um, uh, anyone ever heard of Smith Wigglesworth? And Smith Wigglesworth uh, was just um, basically an uneducated plumber over in Great Britain. And, you know, and he got uh, born again, got on fire with God, got filled with the Holy Spirit. And then it is said about his ministry that he's raised more than 20 people from the dead. And one day Smith Wigglesworth was traveling on a train and he's just walking through the just walking through the car. And as he's walking through, all of a sudden a man just fell down in front of him on his knees and says, my God, my God, man, you convict me of my sins. And the man gave his life to Jesus in the middle of a train car. And it was all because he carried the presence of God with him. Boy, we need to be carriers. 
I said, we need to be carriers of God. We need to take the glory of God to people. And God wants to use us to work signs, miracles, and wonders. He said that the, the, the things that I do, you'll do also. Thank God we can do that, amen? But, you know, it requires us to live a little bit differently. It requires us to think differently. Someone said, would God use me? Well, God wants to use his whole body. I used to hear people say, well, you know, I, I had a guy when Julie and I first got married, uh, th this couple, she worked with this lady, and they were our friends. But then, um, you know, they used to debate on, uh, no, you know, God can't use women in the body of Christ. And I used to think to myself, if women make up half the body of Christ, then God's not using half of his body. Well, that would be stupid. But God said that, you know, uh, he poured out his spirit upon his handmaids. His handmaidens would have their spirit of God poured out of them. And I said, what about how God used women and stuff like that? You know, God wants to use everybody. The Bible said a child shall lead them. God will use a child. I remember back when our son Jordan's here, and Julie and I, we were on a trip one time, and we were traveling. We had gotten on the road, and I'm just going down the road. And you know what he said? He said, he said, he said uh, I think it was something like this, Dad, you know, you're about to run out of gas. Was that, am I right about that? Two and a half years old, he says, Dad, you're about ready to run out of gas. And I looked down, and it was on E, approaching below E. And all of a sudden, I'm using my faith to get to the next gas station. <laughs> and God used a two-and-a-half-year-old child to tell me that you forgot to fill the car up. Very interesting. Why? Well, I'm going to... I'm going to ask you this question. Why is it that you don't think that God can't use you? Why do you think that, oh, God can use this sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so, but what about God using you? It's a, you know, we need to think differently. I can hear the wheels turning. It's okay. In Exodus chapter 4, it says this about Moses. And so when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Ooh. They were afraid because he carried the glory of God with him when he came out of God's presence. It makes all the difference in the world when you and I are filled with the presence of God. When we take his glory to this lost world, Jesus uh, worked that miracle where he uh, changed the water to wine and he manifested his glory. God wants you and use you and I to manifest his glory. Someone say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, the message here tonight is to challenge you to come up higher in your opinion of God, come up higher in your view of yourself, come up higher and experience the things of God. The things of God, there's a higher way 
for you and I to live our Christian lives? Lord, we thank God for that. I know this. You know, the glory of God will help people. You know, God, of course, was helping Jesus with Moses and Elijah being there that day. The glory of God helped us in many different ways. I'm reminded of this story. When I was in um, Bible school, I mentioned that I went to Rhema and Reverend Kenneth E. Hagan, the founder of Rhema, he was still teaching in those days. And then uh, I remember listening to a story where he related how as a young preacher, the glory manifested himself in one of the services. And so he was conducting uh, this service and all of a sudden, he said uh, the presence of God started coming into the room. And then he said, all of a sudden, just like if you could snap your finger, a light flashed, a bright light. It was so bright, it blinded everyone in the room. He says it's sort of like if you take it, you know, back then they had cameras and they had the flash bulbs, you know, and it goes off and, you know, it's bright. And all of a sudden your eyes are open, your pupils are, all, are real wide, you know. He says all of a sudden, just in a moment of time, just like that, the light just flashed in the whole room and nobody could see anything. And just a few seconds later, you know, you open your eyes. And he said, when we open our eyes, every sinner and every backslider in the service was at the altar crying out to God. He said it was only just a couple of seconds. There's no way. One lady was sitting in the back row of the church, and all of a sudden, she's at the altar, and they had these benches. Remember when they used to have benches where you could kneel at and pray and stuff? She's there kneeling and praying, and she's calling out to God, asking God to forgive her. She was a backslider. And then she asked him at the service, she was going, how did I get up here? I was sitting back there, and then that light flashed, and then all of a sudden I'm up here. Well, no one knows how much time went by. It just seemed like it was a few seconds. But in just a, few, uh, just in a moment of time, every backslider and every person that doesn't know Jesus was at the altar giving their lives to Jesus. How many of you know that's a great altar call? <laughs> you know, God, God got him to the altar. That was, he, he was just a young minister. He had never seen that before. Never seen God manifest. I had never seen that before. But God's glory can make a big difference in the service. Then he went ahead and he told a couple other stories about the glory. He said that... Uh, it's during, um, he was during World War II, and of course people were concerned about what was going on in World War II and then with Japan. And um, he said that he used to drive through the, his town and they had big speakers on top of the car, you know, and they would tell people to come to the meeting and stuff, and they would have a meeting outside. Someone that had a business said, you could stand outside of my business and you could preach the gospel. And so he was advertising, and his message was, how I know that Japan is going to lose the war. That's an interesting message. And so all of these people gathered, and he said that he had a guy that played a guitar and was singing, and then all of a sudden these people came, and he started preaching, and the glory of God showed up outside. It was like a cloud. 
he goes on preaching away and he said when that cloud lifted every person that was unsaved was up in front of him they were kneeling on the sidewalk giving their lives to Jesus he says after it was over he was scheduled to speak at this church in the, in the area you know he says after it was over he goes people threw money on the ground people threw money at my feet he goes i never saw he goes up until that point, that was the largest offering I had ever received. It took place that day after the glory had been manifested. Very interesting. Everyone say the glory is here. <laughs> Whether you realize or not, the glory of God's here. Amen. I said he's here. Yes, he is. I bet God shows up. And, you know, God should show up in church services. <laughs> You know, God will show up where he's welcome. If you'll welcome the presence of God, he'll show up. The Bible says where two or three are gathered together, right? Well, there's more than three of us, right? He's here. Amen. I've been in services where God shows up in the service. We were talking about at lunch today, <clears throat> Julie and I, we were once again... We were there in Oklahoma, and at our church, they had asked, invited Rodney Howard Brown to come and speak, and Rodney came, and this is back about 1994, 95, somewhere in there, and he came and he spoke, and he brought the presence, I'm telling the glory of God, and God manifested himself in ways during, in those services. I've never seen things like that before. I could, I, I mean, things like, uh, uh, he would take a microphone and he would talk and then he'd go and hand the microphone to a person and then the person would start shaking under the power of God and some of them would fall under the power. Some would start laughing uncontrollably. Some would try to say words and they couldn't even get two words out and God would manifest himself in different ways. People were healed. All kind of people were healed. And then all of a sudden, he said one day, one night, he said, I'm going to lay hands and pray for everyone in the service who wants to be prayed for. Well, there's more than 4,000 people in that building. And so we're up in the balcony. So Julie and I, we got in line. And, you know, they had us stand in the hallways. And we're standing in the hallways and people were down. And he started down front. He'd worked all the way all the way on the front and then came upstairs and, you know, and we're standing in line and we're just waiting for him to come. And when he got on the second floor, every time he took a step toward us, you could sense the power of God. And then he took another step and the power of God got stronger. And he took another step and the power of God got stronger. And then it got really strong. And you know what? And the closer he got to us, it got to the point you could hardly stand. He carried such a presence of God with him. And people would, people down the row from us started saying, he's coming, he's almost here, he's coming, he's almost here. And they couldn't wait. And I'm telling you, by the time he got to you, the power of God was so strong, and he laid his hands on you, and you fell under the power of God. And I don't know who was catching, but man, they had to be in good shape. <laughs> When you're catching 4,000 people, and he had ushers that went with him, and they're catching all these people falling on the power of God. It was a glorious experience.
Someone said, why would God do that? He wants people to believe on him. Yes. Everyone say, I believe on him. I believe on him. You know, the word of God teaches out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. I'm trying to stir you up for this thing here called the glory of God. God wants to manifest himself in this church. God wants to visit people here. God wants to let you know that He's real. He wants to show you things that He has for your life. He wants to use you. He wants the whole earth to be filled with His glory. And in John's Gospel here, uh, let's go here to John's Gospel, chapter number 11, please. We're working on this. You guys hang in here with me just a little longer. We're working on it. This is where, this is the story of Lazarus. Of course, Lazarus and Mary and Martha were friends of Jesus, and Lazarus was sick, and then Lazarus died, and then they buried Lazarus. And I want you to notice in verse 25, or, I'm sorry, I don't want to go there. Let's go to verse 23. And Jesus said to her, your brother will... Uh, rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. It's one of the great I am statements. I am the resurrection. I am the bread of life. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? That's a good thing to believe in, isn't it? If you're going to believe in something, believe that you're going to die and live. Hallelujah. That makes a big difference, right? And so we'll continue on here. And um, let's look at this, verse 39. Jesus said, take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for four days. And notice the next verse. And Jesus said to her, didn't I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? The reason why we don't see more of the glory of God is because people don't believe. Believing is important for the glory of God to be manifested in our lives. You know, believing, believers should believe. <laughs> but how can you, you know, when you got born again, you gave your life to Jesus, uh, you couldn't give your life to Jesus, you couldn't receive salvation, you couldn't receive everything that Jesus done for you unless you heard something. For how, how can people believe unless there's a preacher that preaches Jesus and salvation? Jesus has already said, you know, if you believe, you'll see the glory of God. They must have believed because Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. How I many you know raising someone from the dead is glorious? Oh, that's glorious. Come on now. If you can't get excited about that, you must be Baptist. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the Baptists. But you know, your believing makes a big difference. See, when we believe that, 
We believe that God can manifest himself in our church services. We believe that God can come and visit us and change us. His presence can make a big difference in our lives. If you can believe that, oh, you're a candidate for the glory to show up. If this church can believe that God would manifest himself in unusual ways, makes all the difference in the world. We're believers, amen? Amen. My former pastor used to say, dogs bark, cats meow, cows moo, and believers believe. (laughs) We're believers. Give your neighbor a chicken wing and say, you're a believer. (laughs) You need to have some chicken wings every now and then. See, believing God is a higher way of living. You know, in the uh, God had manifested his glory, brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, manifested his glory, all the signs and wonders to get them out, parting the Red Sea. You got the cloud, you got the fire, you got everything. And then they said, uh, we can't go into the promised land. There's giants in the land. They've got an issue with believing. They're believing wrong. Jesus said, notice, notice this. Didn't I say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? The glory of God doesn't show up in a lot of churches because people in the church don't believe. And the reason they don't believe is because people don't, the preachers don't talk about the glory of God. They don't believe. And the reason they don't believe is because maybe they went to school and they taught them that God doesn't do this anymore. But thank God we believe here tonight. Amen? I'm telling you, the glory of God's here. Someone says, I don't see anything. I don't see a cloud. I don't feel anything. You know, if we always walk by sight. You know, did you know that, you know, we have something called radio. And, you know, I can turn on my radio. If I had a radio on right now, did you know that I can turn on the radio and I could pick up and I could hear music. I could hear the game that's on. I could hear news or what have you, right? Did you know that there's voices floating through the air right now? Now, you can't see it. You can't see the voices. You can't hear the voices, but they're there. But if you'll tune in, if you've got the right device and you tune in, you can hear things. Just because we need to not, a higher way of living Uh, your life with God is not always walking. You don't walk by what you see. You don't walk by how you feel. You walk by faith. Are we getting this here this evening? By faith, we know that the glory's here. He's here. God's here. He was here this morning. He wants to manifest himself. God wants to use people. God's got gifts for you. I got about two things here. I, I got to get across to you. I want you to notice this here. Go with me to Second Chronicles chapter five. Second Chronicles chapter five, please. Second Chronicles chapter five. We're just teaching here tonight. Second Chronicles chapter five. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Second Chronicles chapter number five, and I want you to notice this verse number eleven. 
And it says this, and it came to pass when the priest came out of the most holy place for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without keeping without keeping their divisions and the Levites who were the singers. Everyone say the singers. All those of Asaph and Hermon and Jedithan and their sons and their brothers stood at the east end of the altar, clothed in white linen, linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps. And with them, 120 priests sounding trumpets. Now, I want you to get a picture of this. Could you imagine 120 priests all with trumpets and they're blowing their trumpets at the same time? Is it loud? Does God, you know, God doesn't mind it when the service gets loud. You know, sometimes we think, well, you know, there's times when God's quiet and you reverence his presence and it's a holy thing. But they're loud. They're blowing these trumpets. Look at verse 13. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpers and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard and praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good for his mercy endures forever. The house the house of the Lord was filled with the cloud, so the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house. Someone said, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Did you know being in unity as a church body is a key to God manifesting himself? Yes. Did you notice that they were one? Boy, unity is powerful. When you've got unity, when God's people come together and there's unity, it's powerful. It's an atmosphere for God. It's good to live in unity. If you're, if you're a hubby and you've got a wifey-poo, it's good for you two to live in unity. It's good when you two walk in love with one another. I'm telling you, God can move when people are in unity. But the enemy will always try to sow seeds of strife and division. And you've got to keep that out of your marriage. You can't let that come into this church. God wants to manifest himself. Were, were they one that day? 13, verse 13, indeed it came to pass when the trumpers and singers were one, making one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. When they lifted up their voice, they lifted up their voice, they're singing loud. They lifted up their voice, they're loud. Trumpets are blowing, instruments are going. But they had one heart and one purpose, and that was to worship God. For he, and they said, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. And the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. Everyone say the house of the Lord, house of the Lord. Was, filled with the cloud. was filled with a cloud. That's worship, isn't it? Yes. And then the priest couldn't stand to minister. The glory of God came in. That's, you talk about Holy Ghost service. They had Holy Ghost service. ever notice how the enemy, you know, um, before I got saved, I used to listen to a lot of music on the radio and stuff, you know, 
and groups would break up all the time. I would say, why are these groups breaking up all the time? The devil hates unity in, in music. Wasn't he in charge of worship in heaven? And he led a rebellion against God, and it was he attacked in the area. He was in charge of worship. You know, when you're in worship, you have to make sure that you don't get into pride. If you're in, if God uses you in any kind of public way, boy, all of a sudden now I can say a whole bunch of things. It's just like all of a sudden it's here. You could say a whole lot, but you have to stand against pride. It isn't about you. It's not about me. I, I talked this morning about the Azusa Street Revival, William Seymour. And uh, very interesting, when you study that revival, do you know back then that blacks and whites uh, couldn't worship together in a service, and they put a sheet down the middle of the room, and he would preach, and you'd have whites on one side, blacks on the other side. How many you know that's division? Did you know the glory of God would show up and they had such great services that there, you know, you hear the blacks over here shouting hallelujah, praise God. The whites over here shouting praise God. Did you know after some services like that, they tore that stupid sheet down. <laughs> and they just worship God together. Unity. Powerful. And, uh, I, I read this and I, I thought I couldn't believe this when I was reading this. But uh, Reverend Seymour, he would get a chair and he'd sit up on the platform. They had a little platform. And he would sit up there and he had a box. And he took and he put the box on his head. And he'd sit there and they'd pray in tongues for a while. And I'm thinking, when I read that, I'm thinking like, There's a black guy with a box on his head. <laughs> Why did he have a box on his head? He obeyed God. God told him, before you start the service, I want you to sit there and put the box on your head. You know, obedience is a higher way of living. You know, you don't need special programs to get the crowd. Just follow, just obey God. And so he prayed in tongues with a box on his head. And then once he got a release, the box came up, off. He'd stand up and say, Sister so-and-so play this song, and our brother so-and-so play this or sing this. And the next thing you know, the Spirit of God would start moving and the glory came into the room. You know... Did you know that one person being disobedient can have an effect on the service? And it wasn't about him. See, he didn't get himself in pride. And everyone said, look at me. You know, look at my ministry. Look at how God's used me. It's like King Nebuchadnezzar. Look at this great Babylon which I have built. And that day, the kingdom was removed from him. And God had warned him. Because he did not give God glory. And for seven seasons, he lived like a wild animal, eating grass and 
outside and all the weather and stuff like that. And it was because he didn't give glory to God. I, if, you're, if God would ever to use you in the children's area, or if God uses you in worship, or God uses you to preach a message or whatever, never take the glory to yourself. The glory belongs to him. And we say that, and we acknowledge that, but there's a whole lot of people, they don't live that. Did you notice that the singers and trumpeters were one? Everyone say one. one. And what happened? The glory filled the house. Is it good when the glory fills the house? Yes. Oh, come on, I'm almost done. Is it good? Yes. You got to help me out so I can finish here. Yes. Is it good when the glory fills the house? Yes. Amen. I'm going to give you these scriptures. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 says this. Know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? That day in that service, you know, the glory filled the house. But over here in the New Testament, the Word of God teaches us that you and I are the house of God. Sometimes we'll say in a service, welcome to the house of the Lord. And we understand what you're saying, but, you know, technically, you and I are the house of the Lord. Together, we make up the body of Christ. First Timothy three fourteen and 15, these things I write to you, Right? And notice this, he's writing this, he says, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. First Peter 2, 5 says, ye also are lively stones. You are built, I'm sorry, ye are lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Christ Jesus. The word of God says that God said he would live in us and walk in us and be our God. Where? In us. And I'm closing this out tonight with this. God wants to fill you with his glory. We're carriers of the glory. We're to take these, this glory of God to the darkest places on the earth and manifest his presence so that people can believe that Jesus is real. God wants to fill you. He wants to use you and me. He wants services where he just shows up and just... Just let him have believers meetings, you know. Yeah, we need evangelistic services, sure. And yes, we need healing services. We need services where people come and get healed. We need services where we invite the lost and people get born again. But then we also need believers meetings. Where it's just the family of God. And we allow God to manifest himself. Amen. Amen. Makes all the difference. Well, my assignment here this weekend was to stir you up about the glory. So why don't we all stand here? And if our sister could come back, can you come back to the guitar? 
And we're going to worship God here. And then if God wants to do anything, he'll say it. If not, I'm not making anything up, but as she's coming, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment. Heaven, Father, we thank you for heaven. Worship God with her. Hallelujah. Your pastor has got Pastor John's got something he wants to share here. Just wait, we'll go ahead. So just a few minutes ago, Pastor John said said everything should be uh, confirmed with a, by two or three witnesses. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, the Lord reminded me of, of some couple of things, and, and I and I just felt like I was supposed to share it because it's it's the word, it's the it's our testimony that has power. He's been sharing testimonies tonight of things that God has done over time and the lord reminded me of three different times where the glory of god the power of god uh the the manifest presence of god uh where where i experienced it he he showed me three specific places there's actually been many but one was sitting right over in that on one of those seats over there i was we were here it was an acts 13 meeting there were a number of ministers we've been praying for a couple of days and, and days and and uh we had been uh, in the presence of God, and it was much like what you were describing this morning. It was like it was like a power of God just settled in this place, settled in the room, and it became very heavy, very heavy. It wasn't. It was nothing physical, but in in the spirit, it became physical, and and it was like a blanket. You just, you, I could feel just a. And many people testified the same thing happened to them too, where a, a, a blanket just settled on the room, and it settled. Felt like it came on our shoulders and just, and it was, it got heavier and heavier and heavier. But it was a good heavy. You know, it was a good weightiness, a good, uh, a good experience. It wasn't, it wasn't overwhelming. It was just good. It was so good. And then the Lord reminded me of a second time, which I've never told anybody about. 
Another time was in the middle of the night. I woke up. Deb was sleeping next to me and I, I could sense the presence of God in the room. I hadn't been praying. I hadn't been... I hadn't asked Him for anything. I hadn't... I just woke up and He was there. And he, it, the presence kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And the longer His presence was in the room, the more I, be, <laughs> the more I worshipped. And I had my eyes closed and it seemed like the room was, was so full of light. I was actually started getting worried that Deb would wake up, that it would wake her up. And I opened my eyes up and the room was dark. But the moment I closed my eyes, it was, it was brilliantly white. And it just kept getting <laughs> stronger and stronger and more good. It's good is the only way I could ever explain it. Just It kept getting gooder and gooder. That is, that is not the right word, but it's... It was just good. And, and, the, and it just continued. It, it, it just continued well into the night, and I don't even I lost track of time. So the first time was when in, with a group of people that happened. Another time was by myself. Or Deb was there, but she had a restful night of sleep. But the third one, to me, was the coolest. Because the third one, we were on a mission trip. And by through a series of events, my son invited a friend of his to go. And uh, his friend said, well, I'd like to go on this mission trip. But his, his friend didn't go to this church. And I said, well, I thought, well, here's the deal. What I'll say is, if, uh, if your dad will go with you, then you can go. Because I thought, well, that's impossible. He's not going to go. So I told him, I said, if your dad wants to go, he can go. Uh, you know, the two of you can come, but he's got to come with you. And uh, he said, okay. So he ran home. A couple hours later, his dad shows up at the door and knocks. He goes, is, is that offer really real? And I said, I said, yeah, sure. I mean, how do you take it back at that point, you know? And uh, so they, you know, they came to the meetings and they came, they went on the mission trip and they don't go to this church and they go to a very, very denominational church that uh, doesn't even preach born again. And uh, we were in Sikahid, and as we would drive back and forth to Sikahid, he started asking me questions. Because in those meetings, in the meetings we're in, the power of God was there. People were getting born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, praying in other tongues. I mean, just some powerful things were happening. He started going, I've never seen this before. I've never experienced this before. And we would talk the whole trip. It was about 35, 40 minutes, day after day. And he'd just say, you know, I've never seen that before. And what does this mean? And what does that mean? And as we would talk, the presence of God would get stronger and stronger just in that conversation. Well, the trip continued and the trip ended and, and we came home. And one day I was working in my garage and all of a sudden I see him walking up the, the driveway and he came in, he started talking, asked if I'd heard anything from Sikahid. And he goes, he says, I got to ask you a question. He says, man, he says, that's the most amazing experience I've ever had in my life. 
is I've never felt anything like that ever before. Our church doesn't talk about that. I've never heard anybody talk about that. I've never heard anybody talk about the presence of God and experiencing the presence of God. And he says, since I've been back, he said, it's like it stopped. And I haven't felt it since. And so then I started to explain to him that that it's about the presence of God and, and, and expecting Him and seeking Him and, and being in His practice, practicing His presence, being in the Word of God. <laughs> and I knew, as I, as I began to speak, God showed up in the garage. And all of a sudden, He looked at me and goes, there it is again. <laughs> Glory to God. Expecting His presence practicing his presence being in his presence there's times when it, it we need to experience it, it, it tonight i'm <laughs> just telling you but we also need to be seeking him in our our alone time like that time you had in your in your your porch but it's also for out there the presence of god the manifest presence of god to be a witness of the glory of god we need more of Him. We need more of His presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Prokotushilela manko donshteh. Doors are open wide. Doors of doors and doors are open wide. Heaven's doors are open wide. Heaven's doors are open wide. Father, we thank you that heaven's doors are open wide. They're open wide to me. They're open wide to you. They're open wide. And you'll see God's manifested presence too. You'll experience the glory of God in a fresh new way. The power of God that the power of God will be demonstrated and many will be saved. The deliverance power of God will set men and women free. And the devil, the devil's loss, will be heaven's great victory. So lift up your voice and just give him praise. And the glory of God is here during these last days. Just lift your voice. Father, we just thank you in the name of Jesus. We just thank you. Thank you that you say. Thank you for the glory of God in these last days. Thank you for the glory in these last days. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, where's um, uh, Peter? Come out of here, Peter. Praise God. Oh, pretends to let a broken.
whatever God places on your heart, just obey God. Whatever God places on your heart, just obey God. Let's just lift our voice and, and praise God and um, just start praying in the Spirit. Father God, we just lift up your name tonight, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We just invite your holy presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this, for this body, for this church, Father. Thank you, Lord, that like gold miners, Father, we're, we're, we're going after gold. Thank you, Lord, that we're digging deep and we, we don't stop, Lord, on the surface level. We don't stop, but we, we're hungry and we're thirsting for more. Thank you, Lord, that you want us to uh, take us higher and you want us to take us deeper, Father. Thank you, Lord, that, that we're not satisfied, that there is more and then we go after it. Thank you, Lord that you're going to manifest your presence at this place, at this hour, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the healing, for your healing power to be poured out at this place, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. If something hurts in your body, just lift it up right now, in Jesus' name. Just praise God with it. Just do something that you're not able, that you weren't able to do with it before, but you are able right now. Lift it up and shout to God and praise His name with it. Thank you, Father, that you are the healer. That you are the Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. That you are the Almighty God. Uh, that, that you are the creator. Thank you, Lord, that you created joints. Thank you, Lord, that you created bones. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just lift it. We just lift up your name and praise you and give you thanks for your healing power. It's working today, Lord. It is real today, just as real as it was 2,000 years ago. In Jesus' name, we believe it and we receive it. If anything that hurts, lift it up and praise the Lord with it. Praise the Lord with it and give thanks to Him. Do something that you weren't able to do before. Shake it off. Uh, turn Thank it around, uh, twist it, whatever it is. In Jesus' name, you're healed. By Jesus' stripes, you are healed. By Jesus' stripes, you are healed. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God, Father. We just thank you for the healing power of God is in this place. We thank you, Father. Thank you that we're healed in Jesus' name. Pastor John, do you have anything else?
Just reach out and receive and say it's mine. I take it now. Do any of you know this song? Let's just sing along if you know it. Oh, the glory is here. Yes, the glory is here. I can sense his mighty presence in the very atmosphere. So whatever you may need, just reach out and receive and say it's mine. I take it now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You need wisdom? Receive wisdom. You need healing? Receive healing. You need forgiveness? Receive forgiveness. You need direction? Receive direction. Father, by faith we receive. I thank you for wisdom. I thank you for direction. I thank you for showing the next step. I thank you for showing what to do. I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you for all that you do. I praise you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Before we low, we'll talk about one and both. Both of you. And we we gotta go after that, I think. So go ahead. Thank you, Lord. Keep assist you. Keep assist you. Assist you. I said two little things, and one is so it's so few words, but I believe the Lord wants it spoken over this church. So many, many seeds are in the ground. So many, 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 many seeds are in the ground. And there will be, there will be harvest. (laughs) There will be harvest (laughs) on those seeds. There will be, there will be, there will be, there will be. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. You have those new places. Ha ha. There's new places in God. Some of them have been almost like in a, a baby form. 
but let you know that there will be no assignment against you that will prevent the preparation and the readiness and the explosion, the explosion, the explosion of God going off inside of you and ready for the new places. Anointings, 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 blossoming, blossoming, blossoming. Who would ever think at this time of year that you would, because it would seem like it's timing to blossom. You'll, ha ha, you'll know. You're opening up. You're opening up. And the aroma and the aroma and the fragrance and the beauty to behold, ha ha, it's time and it's happening. The blooming, the blooming, the blooming is taking place. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you have experienced his grace and you will share that grace. And your voice, your voice in song and in speech will have greater and greater impact in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yes, right. No assignments. No, there's such a place now in the spirit of new places in God, in places in God, in places in God. All, all of us places in God and trusting him no nothing no sometimes when there's coming to be a place in God there can even be a form of discouragement there can be assignments that are endeavoring to hold back that place in God but no there is such a moving and a placing and a strengthening we will we will be ready for those new places in God, in the name of Jesus. Aha! The water's rising in here. The water's rising in His body. His presence. His presence. The deeper, when you're at, when a person's in deep water, you don't see much of the flesh. You don't sorry see any flesh. When the water rises, when the water rises, more and more of the Spirit is moving because of we allow Him to move. The water helps us, helps us get beyond ourselves. Water of the Spirit, the water of the, His presence, His presence, His presence. It's like coming to church, it's like a new church in town. So it's like a new, 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 because God's in this place. God's in this place. Well, it's God in us, but it's I'm coming making room for him in such a way that his presence is stronger and stronger and stronger in ways not working anything up it's just the water's coming up the water's up the water's rising i just heard that even this morning the water's rising the water's rising and activation and activation activation on those seeds activation on those seeds activation on those seeds hallelujah in jesus name thank you jesus one thing you know i just want to encourage all of us is you know just keep staying so hungry. And if there's some others that don't seem as hungry, don't even be concerned about that. Yeah. Your hunger for God, your hunger for this presence, your hunger for that will start setting a very atmosphere of expectation. Yes. Hallelujah. And there will be others then that will start to catch it. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. When we were praying 
we, we, we camped out at church this afternoon and we came in and prayed and I even had to receive this for myself too because I, I knew there was a stirring and when I first started stirring it felt like I was really having to take that spoon you know it's like you know when the, all the good stuff goes to the bottom and I was having to really stir right at first but I noticed that once that momentum was going what seemed kind of hard to stir and stiff the, the, the more I stirred then the easier it got hallelujah hallelujah well we want to thank you for coming out tonight and we're honored to serve and i want to thank pastor john and debbie for allowing us to come and minister to you you've been great i want you to know how much god loves you how much he appreciates you and he's for you for this church. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. The door is open. The door is open and the man of God has led you to the door. And you might think, well, well, but but wait a second. You just led me to the door. That's right. The door is open. And I heard, just like when you're at a friend's house and you, you walk up to the house and the door is open, and you, but you still, you, you, know, you knock on the door because you're polite. And you hear from that voice, because they're such good friends, such good relation. You hear from way down, deep, way deep in the house, you say, the door is open, come on in. What do you do next? <laughs> you walk in. You got led to the door. We're, the door is open and we're, we've been led to the door. Now, it's up to you. What you do at this door is up to you. What we do at this door is up to us. What, <laughs> what we do at the doors of opportunity that the Holy Spirit has opened for us because He has put before us an open door is up to us. He will not force you to walk through. He will not reach His hand through the door and pull you through. But His, His Word is the doors open. Come on in. Father, I choose. I choose. Because that's the only way it works is each individual chooses. Each person chooses to walk through the door. Father, we need more of Your presence. We need more of Your glory. We need, this body needs more of Your anointing. I need more of You. I want more of You. And I choose to walk through and to continue to seek more of You. Both in the natural and in the spiritual Father. We choose to walk through more of You. More of You. More of You. 
more of your goodness, more of your glory, more of your presence, more of your word, more of your word, more of your word. Your word to us is sweet as honey. It's as filling as the best meal laid before us. But we have to choose to pick up the fork. We choose, Lord. And Father, I pray as we as we walk through the door, others will follow us. Not as we push groups of people through the door, but as we go through the door ourselves and we live in that new place, living and and acting and breathing and, and experiencing that presence, that place that You've opened to us, that in that place, others will be drawn to follow after us. Father, we choose more. More of You, Father. More of You, Father. More of You. And in that choosing become or comes next the expectation of obedience. The expectation of obedience from You. From each of us. To do what He's led you to do. To say what He's led you to say. To go where He's led you to go. To fulfill what He's, he's led you to fulfill. It's obedience. It's your act of obedience that triggers that anointing. His will, His will is for it to be done. His desire and His call to you is that it be done. But in your act of obedience, it triggers the anointing to fulfill His plan, His, His will to be done. Do what you need to do. Go where you need to go. Say what you need to say. Be what you're called to be. And that begins right now. Right here, right now, in this place. Do what you're supposed to do. He calls you to be the demonstration of His hands, of His feet, of His mouthpiece. 
you will see demonstrations manifesting as you yield to him as you come to him as you inquire of him he said demonstrations demonstrations he is calling you calling you calling you calling you calling you no more fear 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 he says demonstration you will experience it, it for yourself no more fear no more fear higher 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 i'm calling you up higher 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 i'm calling you i'm calling you up higher 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 demonstrations demonstrations higher 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 yes in your quiet time you will see things that you've never seen before you will go where i've never had you go before demonstrations demonstrations yes 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 every single person in this place you will see yourself go higher 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 with him higher higher he is stirring you up right now right now right now right now right now and healing 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 in this place yep use your heart he knows where you've been he knows you he knows you he knows you he knows you and he is doing the miraculous he will see signs and wonders you will see it you will see it your hearts cry your hearts cry your hearts cry they're answered they're answered they're answered they're answered they're answered thank you Thank you, Lord. Wayne and Patty, I just feel like we're supposed to pray for you. Can you guys come up? Come on over here. We're on this side. Can I have all the ministers in the room come on up? 
Jim, Linda, Kathy, Dennis, oh, let's just gather around there. Everybody, everybody lay your hands on them. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Tom and Jonah, where in the world are you, gentlemen? Goodness gracious, good night. Kiran and Dumboro, Shifer and Nidale, Sondondro, Bashan, Dendero, Titili, Misiri, Dandro, Cotter, Amenda, Reheto, Yendro, Nubushundo, Rumesi, Kere, Dandro, Coto, Ere, Tandum, Breshulo, Mondondra, and Bandu, Shalin, Dendeson, Bombroto, Tolorum, Eren and Dundro, Shoro, Tulumbrot, Enderandi, Kishile, Romara, Satar, and Yendarahim, Etarambundur otolo so dorgire nenandro badurami e shondondro mbesaratile keterando nuporotendi endra kisharandundur sopotorahem e barambandarandalaman brotolo mosetehim iranandumbatarahim Hallelujah I keep hearing these words healed and restored healed and restored that which the Lord has begun he has completed that He has healed and restored. He has fully healed and restored. And that which once burned and has gone dormant, I breathe fire into that right now once again. To burn once again. To burn once again. To burn once again. To gandura mishile randumbo sodorumin randuma shondoro sarandundomo iridetagosom that which was that which had gone had gone urunte baratele kisaradala had gone cold iriduma shuranomoro dugarasile ridudoro gosheda nanalikerendihim irandundandam we breathe fire we breathe fire we breathe fire we breathe fire. We breathe fire. We breathe fire. 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 Fire, fire. Ocean, let it burn, 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 let it burn. Yeah. Flaming, flaming. Flame, flame, full flame, 
That which Satan desired to quench, he does not win. He does not win. He does not win in Jesus' name. He does not win. He does not win. He is there anybody else here who feels like the flame has gone out or the flame is going out? I need you to come forward right now and these folks are going to lay hands on you. Come on up quickly, quickly. If you want fire, fire. Gusha, let the gather around these folks. Gather around. If you anybody out there, come on in. If you want fire, if you want fire, now's the time. Now's the time. Go to the Meshoro Nusor on Dosho Loro Dara Misero Dandalo Botorum in the Rakusho Ronda Remisa Liliakira de Lebor Sotehem. Either the Rumbo Shore and Ilikira de Numbra Santa Ligre de Rosor Dolo Mosogi. Yarandata Michele da Tumba Rosoro, Rokele Kira de Nando B. Ira Lebor Soro do di Shalimandoro, Badara Likere de Mondo Dramatarahim. Isar and Dundolo Koshe. Fire, 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 burning, burn, 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 burning bright. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Show the Lord and say that I am not a king. Eden and Dumboro Sotoro Lumondoro Pukashahi. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Glory to your name. Glory to your
You know, there's expansion, there's expansion, there's expansion. There's expansion, there's expansion. Expansion, expansion. It's, I said, it's like seven and it's a new, a, a higher platform. It's like seven and it's a new platform. A new platform. That's raised, that's raised for raised. For greater expressions. For greater, for greater. For the flow, for the flow, for the flow. For the flow from heaven coming forth even more and more and more. And more and more and more. Songs from heaven. Songs from heaven. Songs from heaven. Songs from heaven. That penetrate. That penetrate. Ushamate. 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 Because the words in them. The words in them. Who should they penetrate? I said, because they're from heaven. Asemote. Asemote. Don't you just say any words? They're words. There's words. There's words. Ushamate. Ishelaote. Ishelaote. Hallelujah. Songs from beyond the door. Songs from beyond the door that draw people to the door and through the door. But you got to go there first. You got to go there first. You're going there first. You're going there first.
There's even unlocking. There's even unlocking. There's even unlocking because there's more. There's more. There's more. There's unlocking. There's unlocking. There's other realms. There's other realms. There's other realms. I'm I'm summer by invitation only. My invitation from the Lord. My invitation. My invitation. By invitation. <laughs> you can enter into. By invitation, you can enter into. Ah, thank you, Lord, for the freshness, the freshness, the freshness, the freshness. Ha, 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 ha. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah. I said, you help, you'll be helping others to enter. You'll be helping others. You'll be helping others. You'll be helping others. I said, about there. Not you haven't already, but I mean in a greater way, in a greater degree. Semagusa kasa bakota. Semagusa disa kota. Ushers are going to pass out offering envelopes or the usher, usherette. If you need one, take one. Make out checks to RVCC. We'll make sure all of it goes to Reverends John and Julie Moe and God's ministry for them, through them. It's good to be a part. It's good to be a part of what God's doing. It's good to be a part of what God's doing through other people. When you help God's plan in other people, there's an anointing on that. 
And when you, when you help in so many different ways, whether you're praying for them or whether you're actually putting your hand to the plow in their ministry or whatever it may be, or giving or anyway, however you help, however you be a blessing, there's seed. There's, there, you're, there, you're planting seed into their lives. And as you do that, there's a reward for that. You will reap a harvest. And so tonight, as we, as we give, make like I said, make out checks to RVCC. We'll make sure all of it goes to them, to their ministry, what God's doing in them now, the days to come. We thank you, Father, that you're leading and guiding Pastors John and Julie Moe and their family. That you're leading and guiding them every step of the way and that your provision goes before them. That your provision is adequate and sufficient and even times overflowing. Not only in the moment they're in, but in their, in their future. The days ahead are provided for. And Father, we thank You that we can be a part of that tonight, being Your provision in their lives. And Father, we ask that You richly and greatly bless them and their family in every way. That everything they put their hands to prospers. That everything they put their hands to, is it prospers even in the rest. That it's not them pushing. It's not them pulling. It's not them straining. But that it's Your anointing that is moving and taking them every step of the way. Giving them wisdom. Giving them understanding. Giving them the ability to do what You've called them to do. And as, they, as we give into that tonight, we are giving into good soil. And we will reap, with them, we will reap 30, 60, even 100 fold. Thank You, Father, for blessing them in every way. In Jesus' name, everybody says, Amen.